lobbyists, Wall Street, COVID-19, and your health. Oh, today's story is a little difficult one. Welcome. There are obstacles to keeping us healthy. There are problems with food distribution, knowledge of what, what the right move is, and even access to medicines regarding COVID-19 and even other types of coronavirus. Remember, back in China in 2003, coronavirus hit big and it was contained. The Chinese government did a lot of research and lo and behold, they figured out that there were specific herbal medicines that simply work there over the counter. They sell hundreds of millions of boxes of this stuff globally. In fact, at one point in 2019, during the first outbreak of COVID, they gifted 100,000 boxes to the Italian government and they used it. But can you get it in the U.S.? No, it's illegal. You can't get it. It's out. And they're big problems. Now, globally, we know there's a lot of problems with medicine in the United States. For example, you can go over the border to Canada and get the same drugs, whether let's say an antibiotic or what have you, in Canada much more cheaply than in the United States. But there are other issues, and a lot of that has to do with the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, which is always having turf wars with the USDA, which is the U.S. Department of Agriculture, who also regulates foods and supplements and even medicine-related ingredients. So first of all, you have this incredible federal government turf war, and they don't really have their act together, and they're heavily influenced by industry. And that means Wall Street. Remember, the deregulation of a lot of these pharmaceutical companies, they've gone from not-for-profits to post-1980 into the for-profit, traded openly on the stock market level, these companies are under a lot of pressure in terms of stock prices. And that means they have to pay a lot of lobbyists, do a lot of work to control things to keep that growth factor going up. Remember, the, the model on Wall Street is grow or die. You know, in other words, a company can make hundreds of millions, even hundreds of billions of dollars a year. But if they don't grow, the stock price crashes because that's how the stock market works. It works. It's based on growth, not sustainability. And the company can be taken over, split up, or just altogether destroyed. So remember that these pharmaceutical companies may be making valuable medicines, but there's a lot of pressure on the business side to control things. Now, they're the only voices that get through because K Street, now this is a place in Washington, D.C. that controls things like lobbyists. Think of K Street as a center for lobbying firms. It's an actual street. Advocacy groups, law firms, trade association, think tanks, things like this. So K Street is to Washington, D.C. for political power as Wall Street is in New York City to finance globally. So now you've got these publicly traded companies, all kinds of industry and healthcare influencing politicians through K Street. They pay money to the lobbyists, the lobbyists tell us what to think. So I personally worked with a K Street firm thinking, well, let's, let's just take Lianhua Ching Wen. In fact, if you go to healthcmi.com, that's www.healthcmi.com, and just type in Lianhua Ching Wen, now I'll spell it out, L-I-A-N space H-U-A space Q-I-N-G space W-E-N. So that's Lian Hua 
Ching Wen. If you, if you spell that out in the search, you'll see in the newsroom, there's a free newsroom, all kinds of research showing how it's good for COVID. It shortens fevers, it, it restores breathing, it actually increases oxygen saturation levels, incredible stuff. That's just one company in China, and that's a private company. That's not even a publicly owned company. That works, it's over the counter, and it really helps for really much mild to even light levels of moderate COVID, or if you have a suspected case. It does clear the virus out of the bloodstream more quickly, decreases symptoms, increases uh, really the chances of recovery and preventing it from getting worse. Very simple thing, inexpensive herbal medicine, proven by research since 2003, since the first coronavirus outbreak. And it's also used for influenza. Great stuff, very powerful, yet completely illegal in the United States. Supposedly not enough research, yet there is global research, which we cite at healthcmi.com, showing that it works. It's, we just don't have the K Street power. You know. Uh, so when I was working with a K Street firm that was interested in getting this to the American consumer, they said, yeah, we'll need about two, three million dollars to get started. It'll take us a little time, but we can get this through with the right amount of money. So big surprise. In other words, the system is set up that if you want those voices to get to the right congressmen, the right senators, whoever, the president, uh, those voices have to be heard. And K Street is how you get the voices heard. The whole system is messed up. So then the FDA will then work with you once the right voices are heard and take you seriously. Until that time, without that big money behind you, it's just not going anywhere. It doesn't matter how much research there is from multiple institutions. It doesn't matter how many hundreds of millions of people use this safely every day. It's still not considered safe and effective in the United States because K Street doesn't say it's okay. And what makes K Street say it's okay? just got to pay them the money and they'll get it through it, it, and it costs the, the, the K Street firms uh, fairly a lot of money to make it happen. They've got to have all these ex-government employees, ex-FDA people sit on their panels, ex-congressmen sit on their panels, things like that. Uh, lots of lawyers and lots of paperwork to do. It, it's expensive for them to do it. It's quite a business and that's how the government of the United States operates. If you have the money and you want to do something good, you can push this one thing through. Just one formula will cost millions of dollars. Great. Is Lian Hua Qingwen great? Yes. In fact, it has this special high mountain herb that's used in Tibet in it. It's a really, really interesting herb. And what happens is, is that particular herb increases uh, oxygen levels in the blood. Really neat stuff. So think of Tibet, these super high elevations, and even very old folks are lifting firewood and climbing up hills at very high elevations. They need more oxygen in the blood, and in fact, they can get it there. Why? Because they take this herb routinely to help them. And it's not as well known throughout traditional Chinese medicine and that it's relatively new to a lot of folks because it's from Tibet. However, Hung Jing Tian, this special herb, which we have a whole article on it in healthcmi.com in the newsroom, is, uh, is covered there and is used now in modern Chinese medicine. The Chinese discovered Hong Jing Tian probably started catching on about 10, 15, 20 years ago when they realized, wow, okay, this substance is incredible. And of course, they've done a lot of chemical analyses. There's all kinds of important chemicals within that herb that are utterly fantastic for uh, clearing infections from the lungs, kind of lifting your energy, getting rid of that fatigue, 
but it also gets rid of that dry cough, saturates um, the oxygen levels in the blood. It's great for athletic performance. So some athletes use it for legally doping the blood a little bit, you know, getting a little more oxygen in the blood. So pretty great herb. It's covered in, it's one of the many herbs in that herbal formula, Lianhua Qingwen. Again, originally formulated around that 2003 coronavirus outbreak. And what's happened is, is you can't bring it in the United States. It has one or two herbs in it. We just don't let through. I'm pretty sure one of the main herbs is mahuang. It's a type of ephedra. A lot of people have abused this herb in the United States by turning it into drugs and things by super concentrating the ephedrine in it, which is adrenaline, and making you know drug-like products out of it. Now, it does have that in small quantities, not enough to race the heart or do something uh, dreadful like that. And like any herbal medicine, it is strong, so it has to be used with caution. So why wouldn't a licensed acupuncturist or someone literally licensed by the government to know how to use this be able to get it and use it? I'll never know. Uh, again, if someone was taking some type of antiarrhythmic heart medication, I probably wouldn't give it to them. Uh, however, because the mahuang, the ephedra dose is so low within Lianhua Qingwen, it probably won't cause much of a problem at all. It's certainly less than a product like Sudafed, which is artificial ephedrine. Suda meaning artificial ephed, meaning for ephedrine or ephedra, just like the herb mahuang in Lianhua Qingwen. So we can accept Sudafed, but we can't accept Lianhua Qingwen. Uh, again, similar ingredient across the board there. So K Street, Wall Street, COVID-19 and your health, there it is. Uh, it's a bit of a mess. And again, hundreds of millions of people use this successfully. If someone takes it, someone simply takes something like Lianhua Qingwen, and there's other ones, Qingfei Baidusan, which has yet another herb you can't use called Shishin, which does need to be used carefully. But again, the dosages that, the level of dose that, it, that is present in that herbal formula is so low, it wouldn't cause a problem. Again, that other herb, Qingfei Baidusan, also cannot be used in the US. It's completely banned. It's a form of wild ginger. Yes, it's slightly toxic. And in large quantities, it can cause problems. I've never heard of anyone ever dying from it or using it in large quantities in my life. Uh, look, there have been wild stories. I remember back, oh gosh, it was the 1990s, there was one small area of Great Britain that comfrey, this relatively harmless herb. A lot of folks use it as a poultice or a, poultice or a salve in Jamaica, for example, for certain kinds of skin problems. Completely non-toxic the world over, but this one place in the UK, they found a toxic variety, immediately became illegal for years in the United States. It got reversed. Again, I live in Santa Cruz County myself, where this one variety of culinary mushroom that you can find in grocery stores across the United States, no problem. It's actually toxic here if you wildcraft it here. It's deadly. That happens with different kinds of plants. There's all kinds of varieties. But because one small variety of one small patch in Great Britain of comfrey was toxic, that meant global comfrey was illegal, it was absurd. Uh, again, it was a relatively harmless substance and is actually less harmful to people than wheat. So really very inappropriate legislation. Legislators fundamentally misunderstanding how herbal medicine works, its place in society. And that has a lot to do with the legal structure of supplements 
and foods in the United States. You basically have drugs at the top, gotta have a prescription, right? Then you have a food supplement category, heavily regulated, um, and in that food supplement category, you can't make any claims, even if there's good research, can't talk about it, because that research then has to go through the FDA and they have to say, oh, we like that research. Doesn't matter if it came out of Harvard University, Stanford, University of Pennsylvania, University of Maryland, uh, universities throughout Canada, wherever, Australia, it doesn't matter. You cannot cite that and say it on the bottle. That's the food supplement category. Very, and then there's the food category, just generalized food with its laws and regulations and the huge turf wars between the FDA and the USDA over different kinds of foods and how they're regulated. There's a lot of problems with the food supply, food inspection, food safety. These organizations are suboptimal. They're not really functioning properly. It doesn't mean they shouldn't exist. I'm not going in that direction. Yes, is there corruption? Of course. Yes, is there incompetence? Of course. Yes, is there misdirection and they create a lot of problems? Yes. On the whole, we, we probably need them. We do need regulations to, to cover some of these medications and drugs. Let's say keeping mercury out of your vitamins or whatever. I'm not saying throw the whole thing out, but boy, does it need an overhaul. And when it came to COVID-19, Ignoring the research from other nations, ignoring the research from the, the greatest institutions within the United States is wholly inappropriate, especially when we have found specific herbal medicines, for example, that work. And we don't have to just talk about herbal medicines. We can go across the board and all things are regulated by these agencies. So how information bubbles up to the top and is taken seriously and is acted upon and is regulated is very important. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about lobbyists. That's our K Street. Wall Street, that's your money. And COVID-19 and your health. I'm Adam White, licensed acupuncturist for healthcmi.com. Thank you for listening.